0: One thing that I took away from watching her homecoming is how much culture Beyonce puts into her music, mm-hmm. and especially in in Blackest King, it's very much about connecting to your roots, specifically like Black people connecting to their roots, yeah, and kind of understanding where you're from, and the way that they tie that into the Lion King, I just feel like it's just it, it's so yeah organic and it works so well, yeah. testing one two three welcome back to spilling this tea i'm Sakura and i'm brayden and today we're talking black is king.
1: king yes queen b out with a new project
0: yeah she she served us something in quarantine <laughs> we, needed,
1: we needed it she did honestly beyonce is so notorious for just randomly dropping projects with minimal notice and just creating iconic statements every time
0: yeah like literal art
1: Yes, and how perfect of her to do this for Disney. Mm -hmm. Honestly, like, I could talk about Beyonce forever and the fact that she did this partnership with Disney to create Black is King. Honestly, what better time to get to talk about her now? Yeah,
0: Yeah. honestly. Honestly.
1: Yeah, especially because you've recently been jumping on the Beyonce train.
0: Yeah, it's going to be, like, Beyonce episode, I think. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I really... Never, not that I was ever against Beyonce, but I was never, like, fully, like, into Beyonce. Like, i never say it was a stan, you know? Like, yeah. If, if her songs come on, like, yeah, they're bops. But recently, like, I've really been, I think it was you that showed me the, um, the uh, Super Bowl halftime performance. Of course. Yeah, which is, like, <laughs> legendary. Um, and then I also watched, um, obviously, Black is King. And then I also watched Homecoming, which was mm. amazing as well. So, I'm very appreciative
1: yeah. of Queen
0: Bee right now. And
1: honestly, this is just the beginning. You have years of Beyonce history to acquaint yourself with.
0: Mm-hmm. She
1: truly has earned this legendary title that she's given herself, that she's created for herself. Yeah. So.
0: And rightfully so.
1: Rightfully so. Before we get into her and her involvement with Disney and all that stuff, what's going on with Disney. Nowadays, What's new? What's popping?
0: Well... What's the tea? Some of the tea is that um, Disney has decided that they will no longer be releasing Mulan in theaters. The live action Mulan. They are going to put it straight to streaming uh, streaming plus. (laughs) (laughs) Straight to streaming on Disney Plus. And in countries where uh, Disney Plus is not available, they are going to be releasing it to theaters. Which is... Interesting. I think that's interesting because
1: you know Mulan has had so much pushback. Like that was supposed to be released in oh, March. Oh wait, I forgot to
0: mention it's a twenty nine ninety nine like <laughs> unlock fee. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> be spreading false news to people.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You do have to pay for it, and it's interesting. I mean, it makes sense why they would do it this way. I think it's interesting because we've never really seen a streaming platform do something specifically like this before. Like, I know some platforms like uh, Crave, you can unlock different, more services, and you can see more movies with as you pay more money. Or, um, you know, you can do Rogers on Demand and, like, purchase movies. Like, they did that with Trolls, World Tour, and it made so much money, blah, blah, blah. But, like, having, like, Netflix, Disney+, Plus, like, Hulu specifically, say, this one movie you have to pay for. I'm really interested to see if that might be... Like, the future for a lot of movies. Well, actually,
0: I don't even... I don't know. Well, that's what I was going to say, is especially during, like, this coronavirus lockdown time. Yeah. Disney Disney has been... Disney's pushed back Mulan. This is the third or fourth time they've pushed it back. And they just can't hold on to it anymore. It's like, yeah. you know... They're it's just
1: devaluing ev- over time. Yeah.
0: So, they... And, and doing this, they make they get like 100% of the profits because they're releasing it through their own streaming service. As opposed to how in theaters they only get like a percentage of it. So it's really interesting to see if, you know, if this circumstance continues into 2021 if that's the way movies are going to be or disney movies are going to be released and you know
1: it's really interesting because i don't know why my mentality keeps saying that like covid is not gonna last for that long and i keep thinking like you know like sure they're doing all this stuff for covid now but like it'll be gone by like next summer but we don't know that yeah you know like we're still it's gonna take a long time before we figure out how to curb everything and, you know, when vaccines get put into place and, like, the world's not going to be normal again for a long time. So who's to say when theaters are going to go back to normal, when we can do releases and that sort of thing back the way it used to be? So this could be something that they do for a while. I hope not. They better figure it out. I don't want to keep watching everything on Disney+. Plus. Yeah,
0: I think at least until the end of this year. yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Soul and Black Widow get the same treatment. Yeah. Bob Chapek said, uh, he said that there's no plans to use this as like the business model going forward. Yeah. It's supposed to be like a one-off thing for Mulan. But I find that hard to believe. I'm pretty sure they already have because you have to prep, you know, banners and, and trailers and stuff. I'd be surprised if they didn't have anything prepped for Black Widow or for Soul. Yeah. Honestly. That's true. And we've been hearing for like months rumors about Mulan going to Disney Plus. Yeah. So, so they probably
1: had this as like a potential option of how to release it for a while. Yeah. But yeah, I don't. Where is Black Widow even on the priority
0: list right now? I think if they put it on Disney Plus, it's going to be super popular because there's kind of a drought in Marvel content. Because yeah. We haven't had anything since Far, Far From, From Home. Home. Yeah, which was last July. Yeah. So like well over a year. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I really hope that by the time Ryan the Last Dragon comes out, I can see that in theaters. But I guess at this point, I'll take what I can get. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are upset about the price point. I think if you're a family or if you're a bunch of people like us, or three roommates living in a house, yeah, twenty nine ninety nine is not that expensive to watch a movie. Yeah, especially if you like that's the price you pay and then you have it. Like,
1: yeah, forever. you know why I think people are upset about it is because it's not. A traditional way of doing things so it's like if you go to the movies you're expecting to spend a lot of money because you're going to pay for your ticket you have to pay for the unnecessarily expensive food like it's an overall experience you're going out to go do something you know but to spend that same money to sit in your house it's like yeah it's still like technically when you think about it it would be one person paying it. it would be divided by the amount of people actually watching it but you know it's just such a new and different thing that people are kind of like oh like is this worth it? Like, is this is it normal to spend thirty bucks to watch a show on Disney Plus or watch a movie on Disney Plus? It's because it's I don't know, no, no one's ever, you know, experienced something like that before. Yeah. Well, I, I just remember- think it's a bit of hesitation. I think people are going to end
0: up buying it anyways. Oh, for sure. I think they're yeah. going to make a crap ton of money from it. Yeah, it's going to be huge because yeah, there's such a lack of content right now that people are hungry for it, and I think it kind of is working out well for Disney Plus because Disney Plus has such a lack of original content. Yeah. And they've slowly been getting better at releasing more stuff Yeah, um, in the past few months. So that might add a little bit more value to it. So if you're not subscribed already, people are probably going to subscribe. The other interesting thing to add in real quick, when Disney Plus was being announced, I remember reading something. I don't have a source to source this, so take it with a grain of salt. But I remember reading something where they wanted to shorten... The theatrical window because usually there's you know the theatrical window when a movie's released and then so and so months it goes to like dvd and then so and so months after that it goes to streaming that's kind of the cycle it yeah.
1: goes yeah yeah
0: and their goal was to try to shorten it because disney caters to families and mm. it's really expensive for families to go to the movies think about like when you go to the movie how much you spend just on you yeah but imagine paying that for you and like three other people exactly or how big your family is.
1: yeah
0: um so if you're paying twenty nine ninety nine for everyone to watch, and you know making your own popcorn, yeah, I'm like, I'm sure
1: parents are amped. Yeah, you know that's
0: true. That's a good point. But then there's also the other side. Like, I think we both fall in the category of people that love going to the cinema, yeah, and watching a movie in the cinema. That's yeah. just like an experience, like Avengers Endgame. That experience is exactly. Oh my god! Imagine if same. they
1: put Endgame on Disney Plus. I wouldn't even watch it.
0: Yeah, if, <laughs> like if that's how it premiered. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't have been i'd nice, have like, to go
1: make my own theater somewhere you yeah. know <laughs> in our backyard
0: <laughs> the home theater market yo literally it's gonna boom
1: yeah that's true and i guess like the way i'm thinking about it is like i guess from our perspective and our bias like who we are as disney fans and how we use disney plus but it's probably like the grand majority of disney plus users are most likely families yeah so i yeah. guess they're expecting everyone to just eat this up Yeah. And, you know, even though it's not ideal
0: for people like us, we're going to buy it anyways. (laughs) Yeah. So. And kind of going off, I guess, you know, Disney movies, upcoming Disney movies. We sort of talked about Endgame. We have a director for Captain Marvel 2, which is pretty exciting. I mean, it's exciting and it's not because it's so far away. Yeah. Um, But Nia DaCosta is set to direct the film
1: yes super cool um so she was actually director for Candyman. um i haven't seen it because i'm a little no no yet. oh it's not no i don't think so i thought it oh i guess not i've heard about it for a long time now but i guess
0: i mean it was probably supposed to come out and then it got pushed october 16th
1: Okay. Yeah. So I might not watch it just because I'm a little and I'm afraid of everything that moves in the dark, but I know it's going to be a good movie (laughs) and I just love to see. So it's like Nita Costa is not the first black director. She's the first black female director, which is really cool because those are two things that add a perspective and bias that you know we wouldn't we've never seen before in a marvel film so it's like we were able to see that black perspective in black panther but i'm kind of curious to see how she does captain marvel and that's not to say that she has to like have all these like black elements in it it's just a different perspective to see how people see things differently just to see
0: what comes from it you know and i feel like it's gonna be pretty gold pretty golden yeah well one thing i can see because it's I'm pretty sure it's been confirmed. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's been confirmed that Captain Marvel two is taking place after Endgame. Yeah. There was rumors that it was going to take place like in between like, um, the first movie, whatever. Okay. But if it's taking place after Endgame, that means that Monica Rambeau, who grows up to be like a superhero in the comics, she's going to be older. <gasps> so maybe like oh! she's going to play a part in it. Yeah, <gasps> would be cool. Maybe that's why they want Nia to direct it. Maybe. Oh snap! Because apparently Maria R- Rambeau is supposed to be in forget which Marvel TV show it was. I think she's in WandaVision. No, anyway, I'm my I don't have in my something. facts straight. Yeah, <laughs> but she's definitely going to be in a Disney Plus show, so they're they're definitely going to work her into the MCU, yeah. which would be cool. Because oh, sick! She, I think she has like Captain Marvel powers. Like she's like photon blast. What
1: yeah. girl? All right. I'm excited. So Mr. And opportunity. honestly if speaking, like <laughs> Captain Marvel is a sick superhero, but her movie's low-key kind of boring. I know you love Captain Marvel, Braden.
0: I think the movie definitely has flaws, for sure. Okay. I enjoy it, but I don't think it's particularly great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's it's still it's a nice story
1: to tell. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love Captain
1: Marvel. I, I do too. I do love Captain Marvel. She's honestly the sickest superhero she can do the most. She's crazy. Like, she's absolutely nuts. She's like. I love
0: her cockiness.
1: Yeah. Like, I love. It's not even just that she's cocky. She's like so matter of fact about it. Yeah. Like, she's like, it is what it, it is.
0: Like, like, and she's like, I'm gonna kill go
1: Thanos. Yeah. It's, it's not like, even. I'm not gonna even gonna do it. it. Yeah. Like, like, I'm gonna, like, what's the joke? I'm yeah. gonna go kill him. And
0: what? <laughs> yeah. And it's like rightfully so. <laughs> yeah. So, and
1: also curious to see how her position, like, fits into the
0: new MCU. Honestly, same,
1: because... They they introduced her, like, at the end of the era. Yeah. So, it's like, they're obviously going to continue her franchise. How are they going to... You know, is she gonna kind of? I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know what they're gonna do with the new MCU.
0: Well, I don't think some people were saying she was gonna be the leader of them, like the new like roster. Yeah. Because she's Captain Marvel. Yeah. I think it makes more sense to have T'Challa be the leader because he's like, he's the money. (laughs) You know what I mean? And he's on Earth. (laughs) And he's on Earth. I don't think Peter could be a leader. I think he's not ready for that.
1: I, I don't think so either. But I'm just so curious to see what they do with him because they just spend, like, so much time just, like, building up Peter Parker as, like, you know, Tony Stark's successor. And, like, they, they rebranded Spider-Man itself to be, like, this new, like, iron Spider-Man, you know? And he's sick, has all these cool powers, like, access to technology, blah, blah, blah. Like, way more than, like, you know toby mcguire spider-man yeah. what we've seen in the past so i'm just like why do i have all this build up and have this close close connection to the heart of the avengers and like like what are you gonna do with that yeah because like you said i don't see him being a leader like he's still a baby you know maybe i don't like i don't know i don't know i have faith though they brought us endgame they'll bring us more
0: And that's why I think Black Widow is going to be so successful, even if they do it on Disney Plus, because I'm so... I just need something. Mm -hmm. I need something MCU. Like, I need a little credit scene at the end of Black Widow. I need something. Exactly. I need hope. Yeah. (laughs) Imagine Avengers, a new hope. (laughs) Our next story goes into our steep of the week, which is Beyonce's involvement with Disney. Yeah. It was announced a while ago. Like mid July, mid July, uh, that Beyonce is for sure signed on for Black Panther two mm-hmm. for the music. She's so far done Lion King, Blackest King. She's doing Black Panther two, and she's confirmed to do three other projects.
1: Yeah. So yeah. well, it's it's three other projects on top of Blackest King. So like the Black Panther would be included in that. Okay. Um, I also read that there is going to be, like, it's rumored. Like, I don't know where where these facts... I've just seen it in a bunch of articles, but I don't know where their sources are coming from. But essentially, the the film Elephants that was narrated by Meghan Markle, it's going to be something similar to that.
0: That kind of sounds boring to me. Yeah, it does too. When I think Beyonce signed on for (laughs) Disney projects, I'm like... Animated movie. Yeah,
1: it's gonna be like a Diz Nature or something.
0: Uh, No offense. It's gonna be called Lions. (laughs) Lions attack.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. But I've also never seen elephants either, so I don't want to assume that it's like not good.
0: Yeah, like I'm sure it's it's (laughs) educational. (laughs) But (laughs) You have Beyonce signed on for a deal. Get her to... I think I just really want Beyonce to be in an animated Disney movie. Make her a princess. Make her a princess. Hashtag make Beyonce a princess. That's
1: what the episode's gonna be called.
0: Yeah, and not Nala. Like a... (laughs) 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 An actual princess.
1: Yeah. But honestly, that on its own, I don't know. Because I didn't really like her voice for Nala. But again, I didn't like anything of The Lion King. Yeah. You know, I like Childish Cambino, but I didn't really like him as Simba either. I didn't really like anything of that The only thing that was good was James Earl Jones.
0: <laughs> yeah. Disclaimer, if you haven't heard our live-action adaptations podcast, which you totally should, episode three? Duh. Duh. Episode two, two y'all. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are not fans of the live-action Lion King. No. We love the original Lion King, and we love Blackest King. I think the best thing to come from last year's lion king is the gift
1: <laughs> yeah and it's it's really sucky because when i think about the two i just wish that the lion king produced better content and you know what? there are people there that like it i don't really understand why um i think they're not looking at the movie properly yeah. <laughs> or something because um, it's just it's or they're not or it's just what we're looking for is not what disney gave because it's it's copy and paste. Like the script is It's exactly the same. I'm gonna say it's ninety percent the same. Yeah, there's some difference. There's some but very minor, like it's like and the scenes, everything like Simba screaming, No Dad yeah. Like
0: I feel like it the, was the same
1: zoom out too.
0: Yeah, but worse. That's but the thing. Yeah. It was the same but worse. I yeah. feel like if you watched animated Lion King, like let's say for instance you're watching the Broadway show mm-hmm. compared to the original Lion King, there's something extra in there, you know? There's a yeah. little like there's a little oomph, there's some whipped cream on the top, you know? <laughs> there's something extra there. But Lion King live action 2019, whatever you want to call it, there's nothing you're not missing anything by not watching it. No. Yeah. yeah
1: nothing because it's like even before the movie came out um spirit was released and you thought that spirit was going to be like nala's i want song like you know give her more more depth and character and it wasn't it was
0: on screen for like 20 seconds
1: yeah and nala wasn't even in the frame
0: no (laughs) so yeah it just wasn't at least blackest king kind of redeemed exactly yeah
1: and that's another thing like Black is King tells the story of the Lion King in a different way. We'll get into that when we get more into our review, but um, like you said, it definitely did redeem what the Lion King failed to provide. Yeah. (laughs) Another thing that I saw was a source was saying that Beyonce has become like a major player for Disney and perfectly fits their brand. Now I was thinking about that. And when I think Beyonce, the first thing I think isn't necessarily Disney. Yeah. I like, And I understand that, like, over the past, like, you know, year or two, whatever, she's been slowly increasing her involvement with Disney and, like, doing a lot more with them and collaborations and whatever. But before that, I just, I don't see the (laughs) the correlation why Beyoncé equals Disney. So it's like, you know, when,
0: when did her brand shift? Like, when did she, you know? It's more like Disney just wants her clout. (laughs) (laughs) Let's be real.
1: Yeah. 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 So within these um,
0: other projects you signed on to,
1: what do you want to see? What do you think would cool to see? What involvement that
0: she could have? My wishful thinking, and I've talked to you about this before, is I'd love to see her involved in the live action Little Mermaid somehow. Mm -hmm. And the only reason I have that thought is because Hallie... Uh, Bailey's in it. Exactly. And, and I know. think
1: it, and I think that she will be involved somehow. I don't know how. At least track on it. Like... Les uh, poissons. Les poissons. Les poissons. Poisson. Les <laughs> poissons. Uh, so poisson. poisson. <laughs> um, Yeah, so on The Little Mermaid, Lin-Manuel Miranda is signed on to write the music. And I would love, like, if Beyonce stuck her nose in it too. And if they could create, like, some kind of, like, Beautiful like Caribbean flared, yeah. Thing from it, if she wants to deadass, you know, create the Little Mermaid, the gift, and make it Caribbean influenced. That'd be
0: so cool. Like calypso beats and like, oh my gosh, that would be. And then my other ideas, I really want her to be involved in an animated film. Mm-hmm. Somehow, like an animated musical, even if she's she doesn't have to be like in it, she can be an executive producer producer director, yeah. uh composer i don't know but that'd be amazing mm-hmm.
1: exactly so i'm super excited to see how queen bee dominates disney
0: although i'm pretty sure it's just going to be did elephants. you hear my
1: bars <laughs> <laughs> are you not even listening to me disney. right now no i said how queen bee gonna dominate disney hey A- 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 like
0: yes. <laughs> i love it yeah. okay now on two
1: the review!
0: Okay, so what were your first impressions of Blackest King?
1: Okay, so I'm gonna get like it's a lot of slack for this, but when it was first released that Blackest King was coming out, I had no idea it was a visual album for The Gift until we went to watch it when it came out. Really? And I don't know how I just totally missed the major. <laughs> of that i i literally had no idea what it was going to be i just thought it was going to be like a uh cultural experience of black culture mm-hmm. i i literally had no idea i did not know that it was going to be specifically africa or um connected to the album or the lion king or i had oh my gosh i was just like oh sick like beyonce is doing more shit with disney and then we turned it on and i was like it's the gift like no way when that album came out last year It was on repeat. I loved it so much. Like, oh, it was crazy. And I just think it's nuts that like what she's doing with The Gift, it was definitely such a long-term project because I thought it was just an album. Like it was an album that was released last year. And then she went through all this like time and effort and research and journey and met all these people and did all of this production to create a visual album that is so much more than just a visual album. It's a production, honestly. And, man, she just gets me every time.
0: Yeah, it's definitely, it's a film. Yeah. Like, it feels like a film. It is, for sure.
1: What'd you think of it when you heard of it? Like, was, when Disney first
0: announced it. I was very intrigued that she was doing the visual album. I was actually pretty excited. Mm-hmm. I think, I think that was kind of, like, once I was starting to, like, I think that was after I watched the Super Bowl performance. So I was kind of more like, ooh. Okay. Yeah but I didn't listen. I listened to the gift last year when it came out, but I think I was just so disheartened from the Lion King that I like, I, I, I listened to spirit in a couple songs, but I didn't really give it a chance Yeah. because I think I was just so like, I was just so <laughs> traumatized. Angry. Yeah. So, uh, I didn't really listen to it. And then it was after we watched it that I really listened to the soundtrack again. And now, yeah, it's been on loop like the past yeah. three weeks. It's been on loop. There's some standout songs that I love.
1: Honestly, when I first listened to the album, like, it's got all the interludes that have, like, scenes from the movie that basically tell the story, you know? And when I first listened to it, like, I pieced together like almost a visual album in my head because i could see the story it was very obvious that each song was telling a different part of the lion king story i don't know if other people picked up on that i don't know if it was supposed to be oh i felt it was supposed to be obvious because it was literally narrated and in between every song is a different interlude that was a part of the the movie so that's how i saw it and then when i watched black is king i i I almost didn't see the same thing because I wasn't really because you know what, like I said like I spent so much time creating this own album in my head or this whole visual in my head and then when I'm seeing her visual it just completely you're completely just like wiped out by all like everything that's there like the the colors and the culture and the dresses and the landscapes and the animals and the people and the dancing and it's just You know, you don't even realize that it's all one consecutive story until you watch it again, because there's just so much to take in at once.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is our, this is my third time watching it.
1: Yeah. We watched it again before recording this. So why don't you tell a story about how we uh, (laughs) try to stay up for the premiere?
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, Sakura left for a couple weeks, just got back yesterday. Yeah. As we're recording this, obviously. And we were planning out our schedule for the podcast. So our plan was to record Blackest King. What was it? We were going to watch it. It came out, the way it worked out, we're in, we go by Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. So it came out at 3 a.m. So we thought it came out at 12 and then we found out it came out at 3 a.m. So we were just going to sleep and then wake up at 3 a.m., watch it, (laughs) go to sleep, And then record that night because you were leaving the next day. Yeah, we fall asleep, and then we wake up at like seven a.m. Okay, so the
1: thing is, (laughs) so we were like, okay, like we're gonna we're gonna sleep out on the couch because it'll just be easier to wake up. Like we're together, the TV's right there. Like it's fine. Um, We left the lights on. Like we had a plan, you know. Um, We're
0: not gonna fall (laughs) asleep.
1: I set an alarm for 2.30 and 2.45. Now, I heard both of them, but every time I looked at Brayden, he was fast asleep, and he was not waking up from my alarm. And I was like, do I wake him up, or do I just go back to sleep? And needless to say, I made the decision to go back to sleep. Same. I probably would have
0: the same.
1: Yeah, so then we decided to... Well, the next morning I got up because I had to work and I was like, yo, like, dude, it was like, what, 6.30, almost 7 at this point. I was like, we got to watch it now because I have to work later and we have to record. So we got to do this right now. So we like struggled, like Brandon went and got coffee. Like like, we're stumbling around. One eye open. (laughs) um, And yeah, we watched it and it was just like, I feel like I didn't take it in properly then too. Like yeah. not only was it just such an overwhelming experience to watch for your first time, we were also not like fully functioning yet. <laughs> like Well I was yeah, we were tired.
0: Yeah, never, like we said two words to each other at that point. Yeah. <laughs> like, really like good movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I went right back to bed after it. Yeah. 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 Definitely not like a good first impression, I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we had to watch it again.
0: You watched it when you were away? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. I did. I watched it again by myself. Okay. But then uh, I had found that article that we we read that kind of went through all the different scenes and songs and kind of told the story of how it all ties in together. And I was like, hey, like with this new perspective, let's rewatch it and like piece this whole story together, which made the biggest difference. And it's funny because it's like how I originally saw the story before um, watching Black is King. All of that was kind of wiped by this new visual that Beyonce provided for me. So it was nice to have this article. What is this article? It is called... You should
0: link it in the show notes.
1: Yeah, we'll link the article. But essentially it was on the website Esquire.com and it was called Beyonce's Black is King Offers a Blueprint for Decolonizing Black Masculinity. But yeah... This article did such a great job at helping me piece back together and create a new narrative for the entire soundtrack. Yeah.
0: So. I highly recommend reading it. Yeah. If you've watched it, if you haven't watched it yet. Because definitely yeah, after our first watch, I don't think I it really resonated as much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was after the second watch with our roommate, Natalie. I watched it with her. And then I kind of started listening to the soundtrack. And I think it's better that we didn't review the day after. Because yeah. Because I've kind of been able to let it simmer a little bit. Exactly. So. Honestly, everything, everything happens, happens for a reason.
1: reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay,
0: I really need to talk about the visuals. Yeah. Because the cinematography, especially this time around, I was kind of paying attention to that. Yeah. And the cinematography is just like gorgeous like i love it beautiful i love going between like the full full screen aspect ratio mm-hmm. and then kind of bringing it back down and having like that camcorder effect yeah it was just so like beautiful to watch and some of those locations that they got whoever was the location scouter yeah it was dope was a race. so
1: it was actually beyonce said that they filmed um so many different places in ghana south africa nigeria new york los angeles london and belgium so like It's not even just, um, boxed into Africa, but you can see, you know, how these African elements have projected themselves across the world too,
0: which is really cool to see. And I think the whole, one thing that I took away from watching her homecoming is how much culture Beyonce puts into her music. Mm -hmm. And especially in, in Black is King, it's very much about connecting to your roots specifically like black people connecting to their roots yeah and kind of understanding where you're from and the way that they tie that into the Lion King I just feel like it's just it, it's so yeah organic and it works so well yeah but yeah it does touch on the subject of like colonization and how so much is taken away from culture yeah after something like that so I really liked that she's kind of taking it home. Um, and kind of like delving into that and showing I mean you don't really see much of African cultures at all. yeah uh, in popular media, especially Disney. So I think it's really cool that they're shining a light on that and kind of taking us into yeah, like that world.
1: Yeah. I think it's really cool how Black as King can be so many different things. It's interesting how she used this film that's outlined as a visual album, but it's used to tell the Lion King in an entirely different way, take major themes from it and kind of create the circle of life in a different way. Yeah. And connect that to empowering Black people and embracing their culture and their roots and where they're from and doing it in a way that's digestible for the entire world. You know, creating, you know, like she said, like creating a brand new narrative and perception of how the world views black. And black does at the end of the day root down to Africa. And no matter what kind of black you are, it roots down to Africa. And everybody needs to understand the roots. The roots of humanity come come down to there. No matter what, you know, race you are. And it's important because these are just things that not even black people need to learn about themselves, just the world needs to learn about Africa in general because of the perception that Africa has is not a very positive one. It's known for poverty, it's known for uh, violence, and there's just so much wealth and excellence and beauty there that's always overlooked by these negative things. And just the way that Beyonce looks at all aspects of life, whether you are, you know, more poor and you're, you're living in... In a rural area. Yeah, you're living in, like, the more rural rural areas, um, whether you're middle-class, whether you're filthy rich. Like, she really encompasses all aspects of that, and you're able to see, you know, I don't know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. One of the quotes that really stuck out to me, I mean, there's a lot of quotes, like, in yeah. songs, but in one of the interludes is, it's as follows. When it's all said and done, I don't even know my own native tongue. And if I can't speak myself, I can't think myself. And if I can't think myself, I can't be myself. But if I can't be myself, I will never know me. So, Uncle Sam, tell me this. If I will never know me, how can you? I love that so much. Mm. Like, you don't mm-hmm. know me because I don't know me. Yeah. And and so much of that background and that culture has been stripped from me. Not exactly. me. I mean, I'm sick. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but... Uh, I love that so much. Yeah. There's so many layers to this. And I think kind of sort of like what you were saying is taking Lion King and taking the concepts of Lion King and the concepts of what it is to be a king in, you know, in a literal sense. From the Lion King and applying it to your, like embracing your blackness. Exactly. I think it's amazing. Like genius.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, who would have even thought that you could use the Lion King to portray such a deep and emotionally connected thing yeah, you know and also the timing of its release perfect and it's it's really nice to see that you know regardless of whether the black lives matter movement had you know retaken society or not you know this was going to come out regardless yeah and you know because all this was filmed back in 2019 this this was expected to come out at this point well, I don't know if it was expected to come out now but it was definitely an anticipated thing that we were going to see. So it's just nice to see that the world in general is moving towards an era of time where it's just a lot more embracing yeah, and educating and just getting everyone on the right page the right way. Yeah.
0: And putting this on a family streaming service where it's accessible to all ages yeah i think is great because i can see like kids watching that oh yeah there's nothing like vulgar there's nothing inappropriate in there i can see like anyone enjoying that
1: yeah so we kind of go into like the songs a bit yeah um it's really cool to see how literally the story that it takes you on when it starts off with a song bigger it's essentially Beyonce is singing to this young boy who we later turns out to be the Prince saying that you're meant to be bigger. Like, you know, don't ever feel like you need to, or don't ever feel like you're less than blah, blah, blah. Like you will be, you are the King essentially. And then you see the, the journey that he goes through where he, you know, meets uncle, I guess, uncle Sam is what he's referred to scar. Um, and he takes him on this and this journey where he shows him all these nice fancy things and almost strips him of all his culture and his roots and that sort of thing, which exactly is showing what America has done and what colonization has done and that sort of thing. But overall, like, it can be overdone and overcompassed to getting back to your true roots and to be the king, which is Super, super, super! Co- I love it because it's like I I know what the what the concept and the purpose of the album is, but to see it all come together and to see the story that it's told, it's just so beautifully strung together, and you could tell that she worked so hard on this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the idea that you know the homeland is the kingdom. Yeah. And kind of parallel par- par- and kind of paralleling that with Simba returning to the pride lines yeah it's
1: very nice (laughs) very nice (laughs) so yeah some standout songs upon first listen water love water i love water i just thought water was so beautiful to watch and you really see the meaning of the song come through with the visuals as well with water meaning rebirth and Refinding yourself and all of that, and it's just you know the dancing and just the it's so beautiful. I think it's just a very visually
0: appealing thing. Yeah. Um, number. They kind of just like break it down to like yeah to to water literal and water everything that water brings to life. Yeah. And it's it's a bop. It is. I mean, like the verses, the chorus, everything. Mhm. It's great.
1: And going into brown skin girl. Ooh. Now that one. one is my favorite number and you know since the gift came out it was it's been a very popular song like that song was everywhere last summer as well but seeing the visuals with it um the first time i watched it i cried like i was like i don't know if you saw me i was in the corner like like oh this is so beautiful and the thing that set me off it was when uh Beyonce and Kelly or Beyonce was singing. She's saying you're beautiful to Kelly and I just thought about like their friendship and how far back that goes and like You know blues in the video and they have all these different women and celebrities in it like they've got Lupita in it and they've got Naomi Campbell and it's just such a beautiful and empowering thing. They've got women that of all skin tones their hair done in all different types of ways, all ages, you know, her mother is in it. It's, it's just such a nice collection of, you know, seeing that brown really is beautiful. And it's something that black girls in general just don't ever really see. You don't really see that kind of everything about you is beautiful. Like growing up, everything is, everything beautiful was very Eurocentric. And I feel like a lot of young girls spent a lot of time figuring out how to not show their black features because they were taught that it wasn't beautiful but then really just seeing at the root that it's just all you everything you're worried about just don't worry about it like you're fine you're perfect the way you are and that was just such a nice thing that i wish little sakura could have seen you know and i feel like i'm happy to see kids growing up with this content now because it's just at this point no one's stopping anyone and everyone's very proud to be themselves. That's what I really love about this generation. That you're really seeing everyone just unapologetically being themselves. Yeah. No matter what
0: anyone says. Yeah. I love the lyrics of Browns can Girl because, yeah, it's celebrating, like, these features that were, like, looked down upon for so long. Yeah. And seen as not beautiful or not desired. Um, like, some of the lyrics, like your skin isn't only dark it shines and it tells your story Mm -hmm. beautiful um same skin that is broken to the same skin taking over i love that line yeah because we watch this with subtitles on because we watch everything with subtitles (laughs) (laughs) i feel like when we're snacking you know we gotta be able to hear through our chewing
1: oh my gosh (laughs) that's so relatable Sometimes I have to put headphones in because I'm chewing too loud, and I can't hear anything over my chewing. <laughs> oh my god!
0: But it, it's nice to have like the words on there and to really appreciate them. Yeah. Sort of the same thing we do with Hamilton. It's, yeah. It's nice to to appreciate the lyrics and take
1: it all in.
0: Yes. Yeah. Keys of the Kingdom.
1: Oh, okay. So Keys of the Kingdom was my favorite song on the album before I even listened to the visual al- or before I saw the visual album. I just love the beat. There's the energy and the vibe that it brings. It just was, I just instantly would just replay that one song. And I loved it. So then just seeing the visuals attached with it, it's just, I, it's so nice just to kind of see it visually put together, which it definitely did represent everything that I took from it and what I was feeling from it. The article that I read was basically saying that in Keys to the Kingdom, that's when the prince and the princess... They get married and not only is it you know a their union it's the union of male or men and women in harmony no you know inequality and egality no one is above the other you need to work together in order to create the greatest kingdom possible mm-hmm. you know and that was really nice to see and watch it with that perspective
0: that's one thing i really liked about yeah that song in particular and just the entire film and how it showcased men and women in africa like how how it's like for years that's it's always been equal yeah and that's kind of been changed through colonialism and everything yeah and there's this there's this perception of like a black man and what a black man is but that's not what a black man is at all exactly Yes, and I love that. I love that they they had some quotes in there which I don't know exactly off the top of my head, but there's a quote of a man saying, you know, like women taught me like everything mm-hmm. basically, and I love that so much because yeah, it's 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 showing equality and it's showing that we have to be at the same level and we both have things to bring to the table exactly to balance each other out. I feel like the the whole film really like embraces nature. She talks like at the beginning about being celestial and, and like, you know, the cosmos and space and then yeah. the sun and the water and, like, everything. It just kind of, like, is this whole big circle yeah. of life that she kind of packaged it up into a nice little exactly. visual album. that's true.
1: And then Spirit. Spirit! Now, I've heard Spirit a million and one times. I love the way that they incorporated spirit into this starting off with the acapella gospel mm-hmm. element to it it added another level and wave of emotion and it just the way that it was presented was just so it just it really hits you it yeah. really does i don't know if she's saying that like live Like when they, like, I don't know if that, I don't, it doesn't sound, I don't think it was a recording. I think she sang it and they were just recording her while they were in the, even the choir and everything. I hope so. It sounded very authentic and it was just beautiful. I wish I heard the whole song, heard the whole song like that.
0: Yeah.
1: But then it went into the produced version. I'm like, okay, fine. But Spirit was just very standout to me as well.
0: Yeah, Spirit... It's such a good song. The minute I heard it, that's why... I think that's one of the reasons I was so disappointed in The Lion King 2019. Yeah. Was because they totally underutilized it. But I guess this makes up for it. Uh-huh. I think I was worried because going into it, I... I mean, I saw it because, you know, at the beginning of the films... It's at okay. the beginning of the film, you see some shots that are familiar. You've seen them in the Spirit Music video before. Yeah. So I was worried that we just get that kind of, like, you know, copy-pasted into yeah. it. But I'm glad that they did something different, and they started and ended with that, like, acapella version. Yeah. The perfect finale to the entire Oh, perfect. Thing.
1: Amazing, amazing. Gives you the chills. Oh, my gosh. It really does. And then you get... We got a little extra. We got Black Parade. Bop. Oh, it's so
0: good. It's great. I'm glad they added that in the credits. Yeah. It's like, that was a really good way to kind of, like, end it off.
1: Yeah. Yeah, always leave it to Queen Bee to just keep giving us content. Yeah. Keep, keep, keep. And I like that that there was a new song added to it because it's like we've heard Lion King the Gift, we know all the songs, but now this is something new to ingest. Yeah. Which is super dope too. Controversy! Yes. So as amazing as I personally think Black is King is, it did really uh, receive some slack it, Beyonce did get some controversy around it. Um, there was a pretty wide population that wasn't entirely happy with it. And I've actually had some personal conversations with some friends about different perspectives and you know how people have seen it and what their intakes were and really taking into uh, consideration their backgrounds and their perspectives. And what I've kind of concluded is that a lot of the population finds that There was some cultural appropriation involved. Um, I also saw that she was trying to kind of create a narrative of Black supremacy. Now, in my opinion, I think that people aren't necessarily watching it for its purpose. In terms of the cultural appropriation, I don't think it's appropriation because she gives all credit to Africa. You know, it's not like she's saying... This is culture, and it's mine. I think she's showing the beauty of African culture that the world has never seen before. Um, she there are so many African artists that she partnered with that she had on the album and in the visual album. Um, all the different places she went to, you know, I think it's relatively authentic. Again, it's also an hour and a half. Um, spectacle she can't visit every single African country she can't have everything within it but the thing is is that this album is essentially a story it's not just a documentary on Africa it's not just an album it's not just empowerment it's everything wrapped up in one to create this production and you know there's not really a focus on any one element because it's just all been thrown together to create art and beauty and i think it's also a very uh subjective thing to how you want to look at it and perceive it i don't think that's just one
0: definitive message as well yeah i think there's a lot of layers to it yeah there's a lot of different perspectives to unpack i think beyonce is a performer and she's an artist and Obviously, she's going to be in the project. Yeah, but I think it's not only her. She, yeah, you know, she like you said, she gives perspective to other people. For the argument about it being like
1: black supremacy. Yeah,
0: for the argument of it being black supremacy, I like. You're, the, she's we're celebrating a culture and and people that are so often misrepresented underrepresented and oppressed yeah and for her to say black is beautiful and black is king i don't think we should take that as white is not or you know i don't think we should take it as her trying to say that black is like superior
1: that high key has all lives matter energy yeah (laughs) because it's again it's you know We don't know anything about African culture, you know, as widespread society, we don't. And, you know, she put out this entire project that basically shows its beauty and educates and if not only created inspiration for other people to do their own research and figure out more things about the culture that they don't know, because there's so much, even what she showed us is such a small portion of what exists out there. And, you know, and for people to say that that's black supremacy, like, no, it's not. Like, can we not have a little bit of probably attention? All white people Yeah,
0: probably. Probably. I just... All that it airs. makes me so... Ang- yeah, <laughs> it makes me angry because this is a film and an album and a piece of art that is basically a love letter to the continent of Africa. Yeah. And to black Americans and black people all, all over the world. And, like, let them have that, you know? Like, it's not hard to just let them have that. And you kind of need to be bold in order to evoke change, I think. Yeah. And saying Black is King, I think, I don't know, I think it was a great title. I love it. So... Yeah, I don't. I don't know what people's problem is. I think people just like to complain. Yeah, especially white fragility with Beyonce, is a real thing.
1: I also feel like Beyonce in general, just with her her stance in the world and the power that she has and her role in society, she's just gonna. Nothing she's gonna do is ever gonna be perfect. You know, she's the more successful you are as a person, the more slack you're going to receive, the higher standard people are going to hold you to, et cetera, et cetera. I was actually saying to my friend Leah that if a more lower scaled artist uh, put out something similar to this, they wouldn't, they would be praised. They wouldn't receive any slack. They'd be like, oh my gosh, yes, like black empowerment, whatever, whatever. But because it's Beyonce. Yeah.
0: Of course they're going to, they're going to attack this global powerhouse. Yeah, people have, and there, there's this thing about, since people love Beyonce. Yeah. But for some reason, because she's so loved, there's those people, for every person that loves her, those yeah. are people that say she's overrated. Yeah. Like, she thinks she's this, she thinks she's that, whatever. Which is ridiculous.
1: Yeah. There will be no Queen bee smack talk in the Casa Shelley house. No.
0: <laughs> I think, too, Beyonce is, she's probably the biggest star on the planet right now. Yeah. And she's able to make this content accessible to people. And she's you know, she's able to like I like sorta to go off what you were saying, if it was a lower skilled artist or if there's this was like a fully independent film yeah. or something like that that wasn't picked up by Disney Plus, you know, would have been a lot harder to kind of get exposure. And I think this is a form of like education. Yeah for us. Well for me especially. 'cause I'm I, I loved the entire show and like you said, I'm probably gonna end up researching and mm-hmm. finding myself more interested in these these places in the world and yeah. their cultures and their histories. And if it took Beyonce to to get people to that point, then I think it's worth it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think it was great. I think she accomplished what she wanted to accomplish. Um, which she said specifically is switching the global perception of the word black.
0: Mm-hmm. So, kudos to Queen B. Yeah. If you were to rate this, what would you rate it? Ten. Yeah. Ten. Easy yeah, ten. Yeah, I'd give it a ten too.
1: Easy ten.
0: The third. This, this was the third time I watched it today, and I'd watch it again. Yeah. For sure. It's like a. It's a movie. It's... Every time you watch it, you discover something new. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I love all the symbolism. I love their use of the characters. I love that it's an overarching story while there are a lot of mini elements and plot lines in between that educate and teach you so much and expose you to so much more that you've ever seen before. I love Beyonce, been loving Beyonce. We'll always love Beyonce, stand for life.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Beyonce is just such a powerhouse and the amount of work and effort she puts into her projects is amazing and that's why i know the black panther 2 soundtrack is gonna slap yes and whatever else she does yo even if she's lions like it's probably gonna (laughs) slap like let's be real it's beyonce yeah well that's it for our take on black is king guys we hope you enjoyed today's episode as Mm -hmm. much as we did talking about it be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts yeah. and Spotify yeah, yeah. and Google.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like us on
0: Facebook. <laughs> follow us on Instagram. We're at Spill and Dis Tea Podcasts or at Spill and Dis Tea um if you want to share your thoughts on today's episode or past episode you just want to email us You just want to tell us how your day is please do please do our
1: email box is dry yeah we want to answer questions we want to know what you guys want to hear we want to interact we want to make friends yeah and for everyone new that's listening welcome
0: thank you for listening Welcome to the
1: spill and dis family
0: spill and dis fam (laughs) Be sure to rate us and leave us a review on whatever platform you're using. It helps us out a lot. Uh we have a couple ratings on there and some reviews, so we thank you guys for that. Um share this with your friends, share it with Disney fanatics. Also, you know, if y'all could get the hashtag spilling dis tea going around. Yes, get it going, get it going. Dope. Um if you want to reach us individually, where can they reach you, Sakura? I'm at Sakura MJ on Instagram. And I'm at Brayden Rosman on Instagram. Any personal things you'd like to plug?
1: Um, no. Not yet.
0: Okay, cool. Me Anything either.
1: for you? Any new projects for you?
0: Uh, I got some stuff in the works. Got some music in the works. Wow. But if you want to go back and stream my song Denial, you can do that.
1: <laughs> Denial. Yes, on all platforms. <laughs> on all platforms. <laughs> so thanks for tuning in. Until next time, play out, Zach.